This is Divina Lara with another chapter of an AE story, and my guest today is Anne Ruslow. Hi, Anne. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And let me ask you, what association are you with? I'm with the Mohawk Valley Association of Realtors in Utica, New York. Oh, wonderful. How long have you been in AE? <laughs> Four and a half months. Oh, my goodness. You are a newbie. I am. Well, welcome to our family. Thank you. Where, what is your background? My background is I, I had a 28-year banking career oh. that uh, the last eight years of which were as a mortgage sales manager. So I was sort of peripheral to the real estate business. And then I left that career and for the last 10 years was the executive director of a community leadership program oh. in our area. So, and then made the jump in November to this position. So what made you choose to come over to this position? Tell me how you got into it. Um, you know, two of my very dearest friends are realtors. And so I feel like I'm always sort of in on the conversations. And they said, you know, there's this position open. What do you think? And at the time, I had um, just sort of brokered a deal with our community leadership program to move to an alliance with our community college. So there's there was a lot of work to be done there. Not that I was afraid of the work, but there was a lot of work to be done there. But it almost felt like I was sort of going out on top, like, okay, I've done this. What's my next challenge? Right. So this opportunity presented itself, and it sounded like a great opportunity, and here I am. And what are you thinking of your first four months then? <laughs> um, it's really interesting to be this late in my career yeah. and learning so many new things. New you know, um, with community leadership, it's a lot uh, It's a lot more, I'll say, loosey-goosey. Right. Um, you know, what are we going to learn about this week? And, and obviously with real estate, it's all very, you know, policies and procedures and code of ethics. Yes. So it's... It's definitely a really big learning curve, uh-huh. but it's amazing how much you can learn just by jumping into the fire. It, right? That is the best way. Did you yeah. have anybody to train you for the position? or did I you? did. Actually, my predecessor retired, so we overlapped by about six weeks. Oh, good. And so he was a great resource. Um, some of the other AEs in my area have been great resources, awesome. and, and my board has been fabulous. Oh, you are lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So many ways aren't that lucky. They don't have that same capabilities or, you know, I say gifts because it really is a gift to have somebody to teach you like that. Yeah. So how many members do you have at your association? We have just over 400. Oh, good. That's a good size. That's yeah. a good size to start at. And yes. MLS or you work with an MLS? We area? actually work with an MLS. Um, it's sort of a super MLS. Okay. Basically all of upstate New York from me west to Buffalo. Okay. And, yeah, I think there's one, two, three, six six or seven associations nice. all part of the same MLS. Oh, that's awesome. So what yeah. would you, uh, what, what is your biggest challenge since you've been in that position? What would you say? Oh my goodness. Um, that could be a loaded question. For I, yeah. <laughs> um, really for me, the biggest challenge so far is just learning as much as I can, as yeah. quickly as I can. Yeah. Um, I used to have a saying when I was in the mortgage business, I don't know it all, but I do know who to call. And, oh. I've, and I've sort of brought that back. Oh, because Good one. I like that. I'm sort of developing my stable of people that, you know, I can pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, I've got this situation. So how do you handle it? How many people on your board? I have eight people on my board. Okay. So that's a good size. Yeah. Yeah. And and you you have a good relationship with your leadership, which is a big plus, you know, and you can work with them. Exactly. Yeah. And with your committees and everything. Yeah. We have some great committees. Um, My education committee, 
I, I would challenge anybody to, to rival my education committee. They pulled off a fabulous Realtor Day a couple of weeks ago. Tell me about was, it. It was just, we really, it wasn't just about being a realtor. It was about personal and professional development opportunities. Uh-huh. And they had people come in that was really, it, the intention was to really help people find that work-life balance, which I know we all crave. Right. Um, but so we had, you know, some lifestyle people come in and we had a keynote speaker, Sharag Shah, who really talked about finding that balance and, and really saving time for what's important in life, which really isn't your real estate career. Right. When it all boils down. Right. You know, they're not going to put your sales numbers on your headstone. Right. That's awesome. So, did you have a good turnout with your membership? We and- did. Um, from what I understand, it was our largest realtor day ever. That's awesome. I think a little bit of that was just the subject matter that we had. I think maybe a little bit was, hey, you know, our new AE is going to be there. Let's go and see what she's all about. Ah, that's so, great. But it was a great day. We ended up having a fashion show at the end of the day, which was oh, so wow. fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Did it have a fundraiser side part of it too? Or it just, it just, it, it was didn't. just having fun. Yeah. That's awesome. We, um, one of the ways that we raised some funds was our, our pack committee sells raffle tickets uh-huh. um, and they'll sell them throughout the year up until our golf tournament. And one of our members will get a full year of dues waived. That's wonderful. For their RPAC donation. That's how it, yeah. that's how it really pulls in yeah. the money for it. What a wonderful thing. Is this something that you all do every year, the Realtor Day? Um, we did it last year for sure. Uh-huh. I think that might have been the first year that we did it. Uh-huh. We also, to entice people to come, we gave out four second quarter dues waivers, two at lunchtime and two after the fashion show at the end of the day, but you had to be there to win. At the end of the day, we called eight names before we found somebody oh. who was there. <laughs> so oh, she wait, was really, it early. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So in your position, do you also have to wear the GAD hat where you are also doing a lot of the advocacy work too? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, we have Lobby Day coming up in New York uh, uh-huh. next month. Okay. And then, you know, I'll be at Legislative Week in D.C. Right. Have you found that a bit of a challenge too, to have to take on that responsibility? or do you I have, have this? but I feel like I really haven't gotten my feet wet with it yet. Okay. I, you know, once we get to Lobby Day in Albany... And I go to Legislative Week. I think I feel like I'll have a much better grip on what my role needs to be on that. And what about Pro Standards? Do you handle the Pro Standards? I am the Pro Standards Administrator. I actually got certified to be a Pro Standards Administrator before I even took the job. Really? So you were preparing? <laughs> me, yeah. You were preparing for that? Yeah, I went to the NAR, the National Conference in Boston, with my uh, president and my president-elect, and took the training there and was certified and didn't even start the job until two weeks later. I I, I think. That um, that's one thing that a lot of the people within the volunteer side, on the mm-hmm. realtor side, don't realize that as AEs, the the multiple hats that we wear, um, and I think mostly on um, not on the smaller side, mm-hmm. um, that we don't just wear the AE hat or the CEO hat. That we do the pro standards, or if we can't afford a government affairs director, that we wear that hat, and then we're sitting on every committee meeting exactly. and we're doing all those things too so yeah. we are doing that juggling act right exactly. um, it's really it's really difficult um, and then we have the traveling and it's a 
24-hour job, isn't it? It right? is, and I've and I've tried to really sort of turn it off. I do, you know, spend a couple of evenings a week in the office. Really, for me, it's just a time when the phones aren't ring. Well, sometimes the phones ring, but right. mostly for the most part, the phones aren't ringing. Yeah, you know, staff isn't saying, "Hey, what about this?" So right. I can really sort of dig in and focus. Um, How big is your staff? I only have two staff members. Okay. They're both full time, and we actually outsource our bookkeeping, but our bookkeeper has his business office in our building. He's one of our tenants. So when he works for us, he actually comes and sits at a desk in our office and is, for all intents and purposes, one of us. Oh, that's awesome. So that really works out well. Yeah. We had um, a really long-term staff member. She had been with the association more than 20 years. She passed away unexpectedly last spring. So, you know, with the the devastating loss of her and then our AE who retired in December um, and we switched MLS systems and we had just converted uh, to CenturyLock for lockboxes. So this happened in your first four months? No, 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 no. This all happened in sort okay. of the, the year before I was going to say, there. I'm sorry, it happened in your first four months. No. I'm surprised you didn't run out screaming. No. <laughs> so that all really happened in the last calendar year before wow. I got there. So wow. we're, we're trying to just make sure everything's stabilized now. Yes. That's a lot of change for yeah. your members to go through. So have you um, been through your first installation or that will be coming up this year for you? Um, we did, you know, we don't do an installation. Oh, bless you. I know, but I've seen some and I really want to do one because oh, I really? think it's really important it, to. Yeah. Why don't you guys do it? I'm not sure. I'm not wow. sure. We also don't do the realtor of the year, but my, my current president has said, you know, she said it at, at realtor day. She said, you know, I think that we're going to bring back realtor of the year and we really want to awesome. celebrate all of our success at the end of each you year. Should. So. You should. Should, that, that's so I look really forward important. to that. Yeah, yeah, we do a big installation, and that oh, it's like throwing a wedding every year. So oh my goodness! It's it's a huge, huge event. So, um, what are some? Have you set goals for yourself for this year? Have you <laughs> just to make it through the first year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, one of my goals that I stated right off the bat was I wanted to get to as many staff meetings of our brokerages. Right. As I could, just to have staff meet me, just to have staff be able to ask me questions. Um, I've visited seven or eight. I oh, have three or four more scheduled. And um, a former, my former college president from my last job actually had a process that he called cultural orientation, where when a new employee comes in, they ask people at the so at the establishment, organization, company, this series of questions and you ask everybody the same eight questions. Right. So I pulled from that and I asked two questions at every staff meeting and the answers have been fascinating. So question number one is what are you or what do you think the perception is? What are you afraid that I'll do in my first year as AE? And conversely, what are you afraid I won't do? I love it. And what were some of the answers that you received? Um, well, as I said, two of my very dearest friends are realtors. So I heard more than once that favoritism, people were concerned about favoritism because, you know, I have personal relationships. I have personal relationships with a lot of my realtors, right. but two specifically are my very dear friends. We've traveled together. Right. And, um, so favoritism kind of rose to the top. Um, one of them 
um, was that I wouldn't have consequences sort of fairly across the spectrum, which I think sort of plays into favoritism as well. Right. You know, that person A will have consequences, but person B with the same won't have the same consequence. Right. And and that's just not how I roll. Yeah. So, and I think people are finding that out. Right. Um, So I'm I'm being firm but fair. That's good. And you're learning, you're showing them that you're neutral. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. I think that coming from 10 years of, you know, being at the helm of a leadership development organization really helps me. You know, all of this is really sort of real estate specific, but when it comes to leadership, I think there's a lot that I'm bringing to the table where we can just sort of change the way that we're doing business, change the way that we're treating each other as individuals. You know, one of the conversations that I had at one of the staff meetings was, you know, so often in real estate, there has to be a winner and a loser. And I want to change that culture. Why can't, why can't there be two winners in every transaction? I like that. I, I agree. That is a great way to, to put it out there. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That is awesome. What would you give um, an advice to somebody brand new now? Now that you're four months <laughs> now in. That I'm four now months that you're, in. Now that you're yeah, seasoned a as a four-month-old. No, what would you, what would you say to somebody coming um, in? I would say to make sure that you have a really good relationship with your leadership, with your volunteer leadership, because I really need them to understand the successes that I'm enjoying, but also the struggles that I'm having. And need them to know that if I need to lean on them, they need to be there for me. So really connect and, and develop that relationship with your volunteer leadership because they, they might become one of your best assets. Right. It's likely that they will. Right. How do you, um, I'm going to ask you then, I'm going to take it one step further. How do you accomplish that relationship? Again, coming from a community leadership background, one of the things that I have spent the last 10 years, and and honestly, even before that, um, is connecting people. You know, I love connecting people. I I loved, in my previous role, connecting people to their community. So really just finding a way to, to use those same connections, but use them for myself this right, time really right. to just you know be that person that I'm connecting myself you know and, and showing a genuine interest in what's going on out there and showing a genuine interest when somebody calls and has an issue um, and again saying you know what I don't know the answer to that but let me find out and call you back beautiful answer beautiful answer I think a lot of times we try to answer it without really knowing it yeah. that's where we get ourselves that's, into trouble right yeah that's where the trouble uh, starts I'm telling you and I think that that's what a lot of times people tend to do um, and answer it without really knowing. I want to thank you today oh my for goodness, sitting with you. Me. It was a, such a pleasure. It was a joy. And, um, and it's nice to have somebody brand new, but yet you have a wealth of experience. And so um, look forward to seeing you in the halls and, yes. and, and becoming friends with you. Thank you. Wonderful. And thank, thank you so much. Thank you again. And this is Divina Lara with another chapter of an AE story. Please listen up for more to come.